This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Gun Sports Radio, where your hosts, Dave Stahl, Lance Pelkey, and Michael Schwartz, educate you on anything and everything related to our Second Amendment right. Visit GunSportsRadio.com with your questions and comments, or to learn how to become a sponsor and or guest of the show. Now here comes Hour 2 of Gun Sports Radio, and your hosts, Dave, Lance, and Michael. Folks, welcome to Gun Sports Radio FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. And if you go to San Diego County Gun Owners uh, website, Facebook. Facebook page, I'm sorry, we are Facebook Live. The mass bandit is Lance. Here he is. The gentleman in the medical uh, mask that looks like he's going to do surgery on you at any moment is Michael Schwartz. Joe Dramisi and I, we're uh, undercover. Uh, we're in, Covert. Uh, yeah, we're covert, and which brings up a good point. But one before I do that, folks, welcome back. And tell your friends. You can go to any podcast platform. You can listen to any of the old shows we've got, or you can go to Gun Sports Radio, ask us a question. Lance uh, looks at that all the time. This hour is brought to you by our good friends at Cali Key. Drop in a Cali Key into your AR-15 or AR-10 to instantly make it california compliant for more information check out cali key at calikey.com that's k-a-l-i-k-e-y.com folks self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone unfortunately the justice system may not be on your side while you protect your family and property u.s law shield is here to defend you 24 7 365 days a year with the comprehensive self-defense coverage at an affordable price Bad guys don't take days off, and neither does our coverage. What's your plan after you defend yourself or your family? Consider a plan from U.S. Law Shield. Check them out today at uslawshield.com. That's uslawshield.com. This segment is brought to you by a group you should belong to, San Diego County Gun Owners. For as little as $10 a month, you'll definitely be on the inside track of what's going on in the gun ownership world. Join now and make a difference. Right now, we got the covert blogger, unmasked, Joe <laughs> Germisi. All right. Well, thank you. It's nice to be on. That's why you're not on camera. Neither one of us are masked. And you and I are off camera. Apparently, my foot is, though, right? My foot's on. <laughs> yes. Well, you have and a mask masked. on your foot, so we're totally happy with that. So um, this week, yeah, a couple of, uh, when was it? February, I think, um, came up with the idea of writing uh, a series of articles to help out uh, people that are new to concealed carry because. Uh, you know, we were before all the COVID-19 stuff started, uh, we were doing what, eight workshops a month, uh, helping people learn, you know, how to do this. And um, and just a lot of interest, a lot of enthusiasm. We're up uh, over 4,000 now permits in uh, San Diego County. Oh, nice. So um, things are moving along. So what we decided to do was every couple of weeks, um, I'd write a blog article just to help new people, okay, address some of the things you need to figure out when you're new to concealed carry. So today, I think, uh, or this week was the fourth one in that series, uh, the CCW Lifestyle Series, what we were calling it. And um, what I wrote about is, do you carry it home today? Because again, that's a question that probably comes up eventually for most people. Do you guys carry it home? I, I wouldn't say I carry at home, like, I, like, you know, but if I'm carrying, you know, I don't take it off when I'm at home. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when I get up in the morning and I'm probably going to, you know, I, you know. But if it, honestly, if there, if if I know there's nothing going on that day, and I'm just wearing you know sweatpants, uh-huh. or I'm probably not going to go out of my way to carry. But I don't disarm if I'm carrying and come home. 
Hmm. And do you do the same thing, Lance? Or I have a, a safe space for my uh, concealed carry firearm that I keep at home. Okay. But I've been cons- considering uh, that uh, shotgun somewhere uh, in another part of the house. I just haven't done it yet. Okay. Because um, I was, uh, it was, it's interesting when I got into it, uh, you know, I, I learned, you know, I got the, uh, the uh, handgun and I wanted to learn how to do that and uh, went through all that. And I was thinking about home defense and, um, you know, I got my, my new handgun and I dutifully kept that locked up in a safe unloaded. And um, I did the same thing. And at first I had this, the safe wasn't even a gun safe, but it was a California compliant safe. So it was in there. And then uh, a little while later, I got a real gun safe, did the same thing, um, kept it in there, uh, you know, unloaded and locked up in the safe. And it, embarrassingly, it wasn't until um, I got my concealed carry, because you, you start to get more aware of things, I think, if you get into it and you embrace that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. And it occurred to me one day that, you know, if something ever happened here and I needed the gun for something, there's no way I'm getting there. The thing might as well be on Mars mm-hmm. if it's in the safe. Because what I would do, I would come home, I'd have the, you know, I'm carrying concealed, so I'd come home, I would take the gun out, I'd unload it, put it in the safe. And um, so I thought, no, that's that's probably not a good thing. So fortunately for me, my wife is real supportive with that stuff. So I talked to her about it and our kids are grown. So we don't have that kind of safety issue or anything around the house. So we decided, OK, what I do now when I come home, um, I take the uh, the gun out of my carry holster. I put it in a smaller little Kydex holster and I leave it by the bed in the bedroom. And I thought, OK, now it's at least out. And then um, a little while later, because this you evolve through these things mm-hmm. and uh Several months probably later, it occurred to me that, you know, when I'm home, I'm not usually in the bedroom. I'm out in the living room. I'm in the Mm -hmm. kitchen. I'm in the garage. I'm in the backyard. And the way my house is, there's three different ways in the front door, two doors in the back. Um, Any one of those puts whoever comes in through that door between me and where the gun is most of the time if something happened like that. So um, eventually I got to now, pretty much like Michael says, um, you know, I put my rig on in the morning when I get dressed. It's just part of getting dressed in the morning. And unless I'm done for the day and I'm going to throw on a pair of sweatpants or something like that, you know, I pretty much carry it around with me. And I've got to the point, um, you know, when you first start, like I started with a, a subcompact, the Glock 26 and inside the waistband Kydex holster and then moved up to a hybrid holster with a Glock 19 that was still inside the waistband. And I eventually got to where I'm at now with an outside the waistband leather holster with the Glock 19 and a good uh, solid gun belt. Um and it's perfectly comfortable. And I just, I, you know, so I'm yeah. armed pretty much all the time when I'm home. And, you know, again, it's, I'm not saying you have to do that or you shouldn't do that. It's people should do what's, what's appropriate and comfortable for them. Um, but what I'm saying is you should think about it and figure out, okay, what do you think you should do? And then go forward with that. Don't, don't make it as just, you know, it's a by chance kind of thing. So that was kind of the point there. Well, and I think you'd have more of a problem in your home than you would out on the street. Um, yeah. Well, it's like Wouldn't I was saying. Think? Well, in the article, you know, your your house is safe until it isn't. You right. know, things happen in homes all day long. Something's happening right now to somebody. Yeah. And home invasions are more frequent than you would think they are, um, you know, if you take the time to look up that kind of stuff. And um, the thing with burglaries and now with this uh, shutdown with people at home, It'll be interesting to see what happens, you know, months from now to see how that goes. Because in this country, they say about three quarters of the uh, burglaries that happen are what they call cold burglaries. Uh, burglars in this country go out of their way to try to make sure the place is empty mm-hmm. before they go in. 
In the UK, they say it's the opposite. About three quarters of them are what they call hot burglaries, where there's somebody home when the burglar comes yeah. in. Really? Wonder and why? One of the reasons, <laughs> one of the theories, <laughs> anyway. Guns. Yeah, <laughs> they know they're unarmed there, so they don't care about it as much. Here, it's a little bit more dangerous for them. Well, one step I I have taken um, uh, regarding you know carrying, and since I've had a CCW, my bump in the night gun is a shotgun. It's not a, it's not a pistol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I and and that I guess uh you free freeze those pistols up to just be carry pistols. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about okay, well geez, my bump where, not, But my, where where do you put your shotgun? It's right by my bed. So what about in the middle of the day? I mean in the middle of the evening you're having dinner, you're watching TV. So so I'm car- you know, carrying or you know, okay, I, so I don't want to totally go into exactly no, what I do. <laughs> and your address I'm, is. Yeah, I know. But what I'm saying is um, I don't have to. I All the pistols I have are set up as carry guns. Yeah. I don't have to sacrifice one so of them to protected. be a bump of the night. I, I would say uh, if, if you're uh, one of those. Uh, Idiots. Uh, if you're one of those burglars looking for a, a cold uh, place to rob, I, I just move along. Yeah, it's not and your house. Not, not the Schwartz residence. And I Probably may shift good... to something like that. I think once I pick up my shotgun from David. <laughs> yeah, if you can ever get um, it again. But I may end up doing something like that. But it's um, you know it's good to think about that kind of stuff. And, and I think part of it is once you become more comfortable with the guns and with the things. You know, I was in the beginning. I was always real. Oh, it's got to be locked up. It's got to be this. Got to be that. Because you have to and, follow the laws. Yeah. Yeah, and and again, but well, like they have in the city of San Diego, though. If if you're following that law, I don't I don't know. You know, it's, I mean, to have a gun for protection and then to keep the thing locked up and more or less disabled, it's it's not helping you. It's it's yeah. not. You're not going to be able to get to it in time. I know? got it's, another suggestion for you. <laughs> I seen this in Pacific Beach, and I absolutely fell in love with it. If you go by this guy's house, in his window yeah. is a silhouette. Yep. <laughs> and the grouping. Was that in, in PB or was that in OB? I, I, there was this, one or the other one. It, it's right there on the main drag. Yeah, there was this old guy. I don't know if he was an old guy, but there was, it, it was a long time it. ago. It was back in like the, the 90s when I was going yeah. to Dog Beach a lot. Yeah. Yeah, he was right going into Ocean <laughs> Beach. Had this great big silhouette in his window. Yep. Didn't have anything written on it. Yep. Just showed a silhouette with a great grouping right in the center <laughs> mass. That's hilarious. I totally remember that see, guy. See, see, see. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And we're on Facebook Live. Just go to San Diego County Gun Owners, and you can check out the crew right here on FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Go to San Diego County Gun Owners Facebook page, and you can check out the show live. By the way, California assault weapon laws make it almost impossible to own an AR pattern rifle. What's the solution? Cali Key. Converts any mil-spec directed Benjamin AR platform rifle into a straight pull-bolt action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop-in solution. No milling, no aesthetic modifications, and no turning off your gas system. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford with Cali Key. Check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y dot com. All right, this segment is sponsored and brought to you by the good folks at U.S. Law Shields. Go to uslawshield.com. Protect you and your family. 
All right. Who you got for a guest there, Michael? Well, actually, it's Lance. So, oh, Lance. Uh, okay. You know, uh, with everyone spending time, you know, indoors nowadays, uh, you know, we've got uh, Judy Wells. She's our firearms facilitator for the San Diego chapter of A Girl and a Gun. So we were talking just about <laughs> dry fire and, and what, what, you know, what you could do to kind of keep in practice. So, hey, Judy, you on the line? Hi, I'm there. I am. How are you? You all look like ninjas. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, Judy. Hi. Hope you're all staying safe. Yeah, we're all safe. inside. We are. Good. So I have, now we have such a big chapter that it takes more than one of us to run our chapter. So I have two co-instructors. One of them is with us today. Her name is Kathy Smith, and she happens to be our dry fire guru. Nice. So I asked her to come on, talk a little bit about dry fire and how you can be safe in your home. But before we start, Kathy has a funny story about being, it's kind of shooting related, about being an RSO in the grocery store. Kathy, are you with us? I do. Yeah, I'm here. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm uh, great. Um, staying healthy, staying busy. Yeah. So, Can you um, tell us about your RSO adventure? Yeah, so my husband and I decided to go to the grocery store. We wanted to be safe, so we each um, had our own assigned tasks. And uh, he had the, we had masks, and he had his gloves on. And so my job was to watch him and make sure he didn't make any mistakes and touch the wrong thing or touch his mask. So I just had my hands in my pocket, you know, watched him. So I kind of became the RSO instead of watching muzzles and fingers, I was watching, you know, masks and gloves, keeping us all safe. I think that's a great, a great analogy and leads us into our talk today, which is about safety and how you can keep yourself yourself safe during dry fire. So we have a lot of new shooters out there due to the COVID purchasing frenzy. Can you tell us exactly what dry fire is? Sure. I mean, we, we all know that shooting is a perishable skill, and when we can't get to the range for, you know, whatever reason, dry fire, let's just practice at home. And it, we can maintain and, and even improve our skills. So dry fire is the act of, you know, simulating the firing of your gun without actually having any ammunition in the gun. So we're all missing range time now. We're all trying to keep our skills up. But there's so much to being safe when you're practicing at home. And I know you have a really consistent dry fire practice routine. Can you share with us what you do and how you stay safe during your dry fire practice? Sure. So even when we're doing dry fire, we always want to follow the four rules of gun safety. We don't want to develop any bad habits while we're away from the range. So treat your gun as if it was always loaded. Don't aim at something you're not willing to destroy. Finger off the trigger until you make the decision to shoot. And number four is uh, where we kind of start with dry fire is know your target and what's beyond. And really that's where we want to get set up and start our dry fire. Um, Find a safe place with no distractions and a safe direction to use for your target. And it's really, I know it's harder right now because right now a lot of us just have extra people and kids and distractions and stuff in our homes. So that might be a little more challenge, but find a time, maybe after the kids are in bed, um, where you've got, like, you're free of distractions. You don't need a lot of time, 10 to 15 minutes. Um, 
if you have 10 to 15 minutes of focused practice, that's, that's really pretty good. Um, you need a place with a, that has a safe muzzle direction. Um, it could be a block wall, a brick fireplace. You can buy a safe direction ballistic pad. Um, I actually use a dirt berm in my backyard. Um, I st- <laughs> Mine's a little different. I stand inside my house with the door open, and I shoot through the open door towards the dirt berm. Because yeah, you don't want to practice outside, right, where everyone could see you? Correct. Practicing, right? You don't want the neighbors to see what's going on. Um, no. I don't, I don't need an armed response, you know, <laughs> coming to my front door. So I stay inside. Um, you can hang a small target, like a post-it. It doesn't have to be anything elaborate. That works great. And after you have your location... You'll need just, it's really important just to make sure everything is clear. You want to take the ammo out of the room. You want to empty your pockets. Make sure there's nothing in your magazines. Be completely clear. Then you can get your gun out, um, use your safe direction, uh, remove your magazine, empty your chamber. Just, Just make sure that you are completely clear of ammo. And the gun is empty, and that's really important for our new gun owners is that all the ammo has to be out of the room where you've chosen to do your dry fire practice. Right. So what, what kind of drills do you suggest? A couple of drills maybe for people who run holsters, maybe a couple of quick drills for people who don't run holsters yet. Yeah, so dry fire can be, it's, it's real flexible. You know, you can really tailor it to what, to where you, what you think you need. So... Um, We always begin our drills with saying out loud, my gun is empty and I'm starting dry practice. That gets us focused, it gets us in our mindset, and we're ready to go. On on any of the drills, start out slow. You're you're trying to um, perfect your gun manipulations um, and get it perfect, get it right. As you improve and you can speed it up and even add a timer, you know, put a part time on it and... Add a little stress. Um, begin by, you can start by practicing just all the basic things, you know, proper stance, grip, trigger control, sight picture, sight alignment. Um, it's, it's just the perfect time to focus on all the mechanics um, of shooting without that, the distraction of the gun going bang or, or whether you've, you know, hit that perfect bullseye. Um, there's a lot of skills you can improve on. You can work on reloads. You can work on clearing malfunctions or just just a smooth trigger press. Um, a real simple dry with snap caps, not when you work with malfunctions. You know, make sure that you can work with snap caps, but you can you can do them all just with your gut and your imagination. Um, you can talk yourself through them and go through all the motions without having the snap caps. If you don't have them, if you've got them, great. But you don't. Right. Have- That's a good way to practice. Yeah. So, so where can we find some of these drills that we can uh, maybe like our new shooters who might not have access to information yet, or Girl the Gun members? Where are places that we can look for? Uh, what are some resources? Well, um, if you are a Girl and Gun member, you've got lots of resources. We have um, an online uh, shooting journal 
and each month in that shooting journal, there are dry fires, drills, and skills uh, for shooters of different levels. Um, there's now also we're going to post on our Girl in a Gun website um, some of our drills and documents that that ex- that uh, give safety and the drills and and a lot of different ideas. So you can find that on our Girl in a Gun website. Um, pardon me, on our Girl in a Gun Facebook. And that will be available for for uh, for anyone. Um, also, there's a lot of good information online. Um, Google one of your favorite trainers and dry fire, and a lot of them have you know blog pieces or you know segments on dry fire. So that's two really good resources there for people that are members of A Girl and a Gun. You can go to our Facebook page, which is A Girl and a Gun San Diego, and you'll be able to find some documents that we're going to upload today that will reference all this information that Kathy has spoken about. And if you want more information about A Girl and a Gun, you can email us at a girl and a gun SD like San Diego at gmail.com. So thank you so much, Kathy, for all of that information. Come join us at one of our meetings and hear Kathy live and join us in one of our dry fire lectures. There's so much skill that can be had just by practicing dry at home. All the pros do it and it can improve your skills as well. So all of anybody out there, all the new people and women that are listening, it's really important that you come and get training and a girl and a gun is a great place to do that. So, Lance, any any questions for? I Kathy think Kathy, here? I think Kathy, you both did a great job, and, and awesome. I really, I really like that uh, the the tip about shooting uh, uh, dry firing uh, indoors to outdoors to the berm, and that way uh, CPS won't show up and get the kids. Right. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, that's <laughs> We're always all good. home right now because of the quarantine. Absolutely. Right? So, uh, mommy, why why are you uh, dry firing uh-huh. into the backyard? You know, it's like right. hey. Right. Yeah, it's right. awesome. Well, it's all, right. Great. It's all about making it easier too. You know, yeah. if, you, if it's like big hassle to dry fire and practice, you'll never do it. You'll never, never do it. But if you, uh, you know, it's probably right. you want to make it a real simple thing. You can set it up, do it, be done. You know, twenty minutes, thirty minutes max, and you're you're done. It's probably right. better to do fifteen minutes three times a week than two hours once a week. Or oh, you know? absolutely. Yeah. Well, and get in the habit of it, like yeah. brushing your teeth. And if you're really focused at what you're doing. 15 minutes is a lot of, of... That's a long time. Yeah. Yeah, so, it really is. Yeah, and you got to make sure that that gun's empty, though. You just, oh, without and even with snap caps, you just got to make sure. You yep. have got to practice, practice that practice, it's empty, practice, empty, practice. empty, empty. Anyway, great job, ladies. You As always, awesome look forward job. to having you yeah. back on again. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Talk to you. Good to see you on Facebook, and we'll talk soon. Yeah, we look forward to it. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. This is Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You are listening to Gun Sports Radio. FM 961, AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks, let me get to page 27 here. We'll be rocking out while you find that page. Well, hey, glued them together. A.O. Sword Firearms Gun Store, you ever been? Well, I'll tell you what, if you haven't, you need to get over there. They got the widest selection of guns in San Diego County with over 600 unique guns in stock, including hundreds of used guns. 
Go see their full service experience gunsmith. They can do everything from mild repair to full custom firearms. AO Sport Firearm Store located at 929 East Main Street in the city of El Cajon. Go to their website at aosword.com or give them a call at 619-749-4867. Build, buy, or repair. AO Sword Firearm is your go-to place for all things firearms. That's aosword.com. Again, call them at 619-749-4867. All right, we got to wait a minute until he finishes washing his hands because we got <laughs> David Chong on the line. Are you all clean now? He's washing his yeah, hands. Yeah, even over the phone, I want to make sure I'm all sanitary. Good. For you Thank you. You've been seeing a lot of people. <laughs> we have been, have been. And you know what? I want to brag on those people for a minute. Uh, what an incredible shooting community we have in mm. San Diego. Uh, I made the, uh, uh, you know, not a difficult decision, but uh, unusual. Uh, my crew has been working yeah. double overtime for well, three weeks now. And... Uh, uh, we're doing everything we can to stay open, stay supplied, uh, get guns and ammunition into the hands of people who are uh, looking to exercise their Second Amendment rights. <clears throat> and my folks were tired. And so I decided to close for one day, uh, Monday, mm-hmm. to give them a two-day weekend because they, they really need to rest and recover. And instead of complaints and what about my gun pickup, again, uh, yeah, over 100 uh, responses from the community saying you guys are working hard thank you so much nice. you deserve it yeah. rest up but that's you know those are consumers some of whom they're gonna have to wait an extra day to pick up their gun but uh you know they really understand what you know not just our shop but uh, our our fellowship of shops in in this county what we're doing and and the lengths that we're going to to make sure that we can serve them and i just i really appreciate being part of that kind of community that that supports each other that's awesome that is awesome without a doubt best people in 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 the world are uh, in the gun community now we have our fair share of big whiny babies but most <laughs> most <laughs> most of the people i will say this the some of the best people i've met in my life were gun community people Absolutely. Um, it is, it, it's not just drinking from a fire hose. I've heard that saying before. It is a tidal wave, and, and we are just trying to keep things afloat. It's, it's rough. We do post updates every day on shipments we received. Our, our shipments are, are all screwed up. Um, mm. uh, sometimes our suppliers, uh, usually it's a well-oiled machine. I order it. It's in the mail. Uh, I get it. You know, I get handguns uh, overnight. I, I see them the next day or the, next, the second day air on uh, all other stuff. It's depending on where it's shipping from, and I can track it in three to five days. Um, now, tracking doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 stuff will show up, and it doesn't have a tracking number, or a tracking number will say, hey, you got 40,000 rounds of ammo due tomorrow. Tomorrow comes, and it says, it's coming on Thursday. You know, the two more days. It's just, it's very strange. So I I I'm flying in the dark. I have no idea what what's coming or what I've got. Um, some things are showing up without invoices. We're just doing the best we can. That's interesting. I had a, a couple of people reach out to me and say, "Hey, I'm looking to buy this," or "Hey, I'm looking to buy that," or "Hey, who's got ammo?" And at this point, I, you you got to go do your own football. I mean, things are changing so quickly with with uh, oh, yeah. you know with the retailers across the county you know you guys get a shipment in you'll get a bunch of guns and then you know by the end of the day you may not might not have a bunch of guns anymore you guys get a shipment in get a bunch of ammo and then might not have it right uh, so. and it disappears 
what we are just like uh, I think you had gun range San Diego on at the bottom yeah. of the last hour. Um, all of us are doing the same things. The, f- the first thing we do is, you know, we might get a thousand, five thousand, ten thousand rounds of the popular calibers nine, five, five, six, two, two, three, and uh, we'll set that aside to make sure that someone buying a gun can buy a few boxes for that gun, and then if we have extras in addition to that, then we'll make those available on a kind of a rationed basis. Hey, two two boxes per household or five boxes per household, depending on how many we have. And that's usually gone by the end of the day. Mm. Um, So really these these daily updates, and we do it on Facebook. That's that's the main platform we use. Uh, uh, that, uh, That helps it does. It's the best we can do it. Letting people know what we happen to have in stock. I feel like gun owners, and I don't know. Maybe maybe this isn't your experience, but but it seems like David that gun owners, you know, people that already own a gun, and you know, um, or, or at least you know, maybe more than one gun, are kind of stepping out of the way. They they kind of know. Hey, you know what? Don't go down there and muddle things up right now. Let let all the folks who are in need. You know, this isn't the time to buy your seventh CZ. You know, (laughs) this is the time to go, you know what, let's just step aside, let all the the new folks uh, get done with it. Have you you experienced that as well? Is that something you've noticed? Absolutely. I'm meeting 99% of the people we're serving and we're still dishing out hundreds of guns a a week. Wow. Um, They they are brand new to us, referred by friends, found us on the Internet, uh, saw us on Facebook. Yeah, brand new shooters, which is, again, awesome, and we're trying to give them as much as we can our our same high-touch interaction. We don't just, hey, this is the gun we have, take it or leave it or get out. Uh, you, you know, we, what are you looking for? Why? What's your experience? Okay. And uh, it, it it's going great. The, the one regret I have is that in this time, I do not have, uh, frankly, the time of day to... to uh, uh, bring them back into the shop or, or one, even one of our partner shops or one of anybody else in the region for some safety training and some, and some uh, uh, mindset training. And of course, some, some accuracy training. We are going to be doing that as, uh, as the, um, you know, as we can hold classes because of quarantine orders. Uh, but when we can get classes back up and running, that is the kind of, there's going to be three focuses of classes that we're going to, uh, offer and, and really try to uh, be, get them in at bargain prices too, so that they they, they have no excuse <laughs> for not taking these classes. One would be uh, maintenance and and uh, upkeep of the gun itself. Uh, another one is going to be basic firearm safety and and the, the the firearm safety mindset, which is foreign to people even who you know grew up with guns. You see it all the time: an accidental sweep of a muzzle because well, I knew it was unloaded. Uh, you always got to treat it like it's loaded. And then lastly, taking people to the range and, and getting them uh, comfortable with actually shooting these things and hitting what they're aiming at. Yeah, that's good. And then uh, you take people out once in a while yourself, don't you? Do you have any classes you do? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, of course, I'm one of the few uh, CCW certified instructors, so I do those uh, qualification courses. Those are eight-hour courses. But then I also offer um, firearms essentials course, uh, pistol basics, and then all uh, rifle basics, and then all the way up through what we call our gunfighter courses, which are uh, practical, tactical, effective techniques and 
360-degree battle space in the urban civilian environment, learning how to be very effective with your firearm. That's in a legal way. When I the first gun I purchased, first firearm I purchased, I was 21. I bought a Glock 19, and then quickly bought a Mossberg 500, and then an AR. So like within maybe two three months, I had you know those all three. You know, boom. I'm 21 years old. Didn't really have any formal training, but fell back on the on the four rules. You know, it's it's so crucial to teach people the four universal rules that my old man taught me when I was 10 and he gave me my first, you know, Red Ryder BB gun. Um, you know, obviously gun owners need a lot more training than that. I mean, go get more training, continue to evolve, continue to learn. But just those four rules, you know, if you just follow those four rules, if people just walk away knowing those four universal rules, amazingly um, effective at keeping people safe. I don't know. But that, that's What do you think about that statement, Dave? No, I agree with you 100%. True. I mean, I really, I mean, I started off with a Red Ryder BB gun as well, uh, lucky enough to go in the military, and nobody trains you about safety and firearms in the military, and spent three years in that uh, arena. Uh, but no, you, you, could, you could never get enough training. Never, 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 never. The, the dry fire, I had never even thought of that until uh, Girls with a Gun came on and, and talked about it. I mean, get the training. I can't. I, the training I've gotten since has been, it, it's Invaluable. first off, it's fun. You know, it's yeah, been yeah, amazingly yeah. fun knowing and getting to know things better. But uh, just those four rules are so crucial. Right. What's wonderful about the four rules is you have to break multiple rules at the same time in, in order for something to truly yeah. go wrong. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might, you know, you break one rule and maybe there's a bullet hole in a piece of furniture. Or, uh, you know, uh, maybe uh, the gun went off in the air and you didn't mean it to. Uh, but but if you're following all of the other rules at the same time, then then nobody should get hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the, what we what I tend to see on the range is uh, even experienced people. They are spot on on their gun safety until something unexpected happens. Mm. So when the gun goes click instead of bang. Now they're going, hey, what happened? And they, they pull the gun in to look at it to see what went wrong, and, and gun safety's out the window, and now they're uh, muzzling the rest of the, the line. Of course, I don't allow that because I stand close to people that I suspect might be having issues, and uh, uh, I, I get in there like a, the ninja that you guys look like right now with the masks on. <laughs> yeah, that's and, us. <laughs> get them pointed down range. But, but yeah, that's uh, – and. Uh, we all have to be uh, humble enough to realize that that can happen to us. So when that's a little take home uh, for the segment, when something unexpected happens with your gun, the control doesn't quite work right. You can't find the safety or the, you can't seem to get the uh, slide release to, to work. Uh, that is the time to slow down, think about your fundamental safety rules and then proceed with a mind towards safety, not a mind towards troubleshooting. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's really well put. That's extremely well put. And repetition is is where you pick this stuff up. I think you know. Yeah. The, the more you, oh, absolutely. Yeah. The more you do it, the more. I at, at Front Sight when we were out there a couple. I don't. What's it been like a month now? I don't even know what the date. Yeah. What's the date? It's like March ninth, seventh, I yeah, think, right. or something like that. It's April forty second, I think. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> We, uh, uh, Laura was, uh, she got a type two malfunction in the middle of a drill and, uh, uh, paused for a second and I said, fix it. 
and boom, she went right into clearing them out. And you know, it's that that kind of rep. That's what you want to see. You know, that mm-hmm. kind of repetition um, because uh, you know that's what you fall back on. You, you know, they call it muscle memory, um, but that that kind of repetition of like, oh yeah, you know, do this thing. Don't look down the barrel. Don't point it at your buddy. Don't say, gee, what's going on. Well, well but in the racing community, that's the value of uh, in the in the ra- in the racing community. It's called seat time. Hmm. The more you get behind the wheel of a race car, the better you're going to get. Yeah. Thousands and thousands and thousands of laps. And the gun is no different. Gun is no different. Practice, practice, practice Absolutely. makes you perfect. Absolutely. You look at you know, uh, practice and, and humility. You look at uh, uh, some of the most respected shooters. Let's just talk about our community. Uh, some of the other folks who are uh, CCW certified instructors. Excellent pistol marksman. Uh, uh, very fast on the draw. We still pay other people every year hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars to to train us because we know that we need to constantly be in that training cycle, not only better ourselves uh, as shooters, but also better our craft as instructors. So uh, if, if we are seeking training as professional shooters, you, really there's no excuse for anybody else to say, oh, I, I'm, I'm squared away. I know everything I need to yeah. know. Jordan Keep had a coach. Training. Yeah. You're absolutely right, Dave. Hey. Michael Jordan had a coach. That's yeah, right. That's right. Jordan. All right, buddy. Hey, thank you very, very much for taking time out of your day, and we truly appreciate it, and we look forward to talking to you next week, and be safe. Absolutely. You too. Take care, guys. All right. Thanks, hey, folks, this is Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The Answer. Folks, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. All right. California assault weapon laws made it almost impossible to own an AR pattern rifle. What's the solution, Callie Key? It'll convert any mil spec direct impingement AR platform rifle into a straight pull bolt action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop in solution. No milling. No aesthetic modifications, and no turning off your gas system. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford with Cali Key. Check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. Hey, folks, self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone, and unfortunately, the justice system may not be on your side. While you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7, 365 days a year with the comprehensive uh, self-defense coverage at an affordable price. Remember, bad guys don't take days off, and neither does U.S. Law Shield. What's your plan after you defend yourself or your family? Consider a plan from U.S. Law Shield. Check them out today at uslawshield.com. That's uslawshield.com. Again, uslawshield.com. Hey, prime mortgage rates are just tanking, which is great. So you need to go, if you're looking to do a, a refi, uh, maybe you're going to do a reverse mortgage. Whatever it is you need to do, you need to call our guy. That's Chris Wiley, PRMI Mortgage for nearly 25 years. Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Give Chris a call at 619-722-1303 or primeres.com backslash alpine. All right, we got Sam the Gunman. got to imagine, line. before we get to Sam, love Sam. Hang on a sec, though. I got? would imagine that... We, you know, we just spent what two trillion dollars, uh-huh. which means they're going to have to issue bonds. 
Yeah. Right? Which means if there's a big, huge supply of bonds, then interest rates are going to drop for your... Yeah. Your home, I would yeah. imagine. Where that. are they getting this trillion dollars? They just well, it. no, no, they're going to issue yeah. bonds. I heard, gonna buy I heard they're borrowing it. Well, that's issuing. That's bonds. what I'm. That's issuing. That's bonds. what he's talking about. Yeah. That's what I mean. So if there's a huge supply of that out there, I, I would imagine you were about to see a huge uh, opportunity to refi. But this is not a refi show. This is a gun show. So uh, <laughs> I didn't bring it up. I'm just doing a commercial. <laughs> no, that's, that's me. That's me. The minute you put a mask on, look I what know, happens. All of a sudden, I'm gonna. You know, I'm not a mortgage expert, but I did spend the night at the Holiday Inn Express. But you are a gangster. But Chris Wiley is. So call him. Call Chris yeah. Wiley, and he will answer you quickly. I called. He's him. our guy. Speaking of experts. Sam, the gunman, are you there? I am. How are you? Good, man. How are you thinking about refining your mortgage? Um, I'll take a rain check on that. Good answer. Good answer. Hey, those cookies. Wait. Sam is my uh, nephew, and uh, he is uh, the ripe old age of twenty. Are you twenty-one? Twenty. Twenty. He's ripe still old working age on of twenty. It. And uh, we found out that he is uh, a bit of a gun trivia savant. Uh, he knows a whole kind of. Yeah. He knows a whole bunch of gun trivia, so we put together a segment called "Stump My Nephew." If you write us and uh, a gun trivia question, and we use it, we'll give you a uh, T-shirt. If you stump him, you get the T-shirt and a hat. So far, he's Ooh. yeah. Wow. Ah. <laughs> so far, twenty-year-old Sam has hardly been stumped. What do you, do you have? Any idea what your record is? No, I don't keep track anymore. It's <laughs> ah, listen to this. <laughs> All right, so here's the question, and it's it's uh, I I tried to pick one that was relevant. So here's the question. You ready? Go for it. The Spanish flu was uh, right around the time of World War One. What was the main rifle used by the U.S. in World War One? And that was sent to us by Joanne from San Marcos. Uh, it's an interesting question that has kind of two answers. Um, the, as all other armies did, the United States had a variety of weapons uh, that they fielded during uh, the First World War, but our primary infantry rifle was the M1903 Springfield in 30-06. But uh, the U.S. military also used the M1917 Enfield rifle, um, which was uh, based on a slightly different action. And the story behind that is we had started producing them for the British, and the factories that were already making them just switched over to 30 6 when the, when the United States entered the war. That is absolutely correct. Hey, ta da! <laughs> Brendan's got a couple new drops. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, that's amazing. Now, if you think back to world, this is early part of the uh, 20th century in the 1900s, America was manufacturing arms for the British, which right now in you know 2020, that doesn't really sound like an amazing thing. What's the big deal? But back then, our entire military um, uh, you know, strategy um, was uh, preparing for a British invasion. You know, we, we really weren't that far away from, uh, uh, you know, from the Brits being our, our biggest enemy at the time. So for us to manufacture arms for them is actually fairly amazing. When yes. You, what do you think, son? When you say? Um, I, I mean, the U.S. had uh, already had a, a pretty robust arms industry. So really what it came down to was the foreign policy of um, which side in the Bergen and conflict to gouge. So the two were the Springfield 1903 and the Enfield. Tell us a little bit more about the differences between those two. 
Well, the the Springfield kind of has an interesting story itself. Um, after the more or less debacle that was um, the uh, M1892 rifle in 3040 Crag, um, the, the U.S. military wanted to really modernize and, and get something um, that had more range and more firepower and was easier to manufacture mostly. No, wait, wait, wait. Why was it a debacle? Talk about that. What was the, what, 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 why was it a debacle? The Craig Jorgensen is a very good rifle for shooting, but it's not quite durable enough or easy enough to produce uh, to be suitable, suitable for military service. And also the ammunition it fired um, was not loaded with Spitzer bullets, so it did not really have uh, enough range to compete. How many books have you read <laughs> on guns? Not years. enough. There's got to be at least 100 books you've read. My goodness. <laughs> So the uh, getting back to the Springfield, what uh, he's, he's got more the info. U.S. military, well, really Springfield Armory, uh, which was a government institution. What they decided to do was basically copy the best existing combat rifle in the world, which was the Mauser. Uh, you know, the the late model Mausers, like the 1898 pattern. And it was so close, actually, that, of course, the story is a little more complicated than this, but after the war, the U.S. government actually had to pay royalties to Germany and to the Mauser Corporation uh, for stealing their design. <laughs> That's wow. amazing. So, and it used, though, the, the, the uh, 1903 used what caliber? 30-06. And we, and that's probably the most, that's just about the most American caliber yeah, it, it started off in .30-03, but they changed the bullet and redesignated the cartridge. And we used the .30-06. Uh, the, well, next would have been the the Garand, right? Yep. We used .30-06. Uh, the the M1 was actually originally designed in .276 Pedersen, but uh, MacArthur himself stepped in and ordered it to be changed to uh, .30 caliber for compatibility with the 1919. Wow. Okay. And then that turned into, uh, I mean, the, the 308, uh, the NATO 308 is actually the, the same projectile. It's just a shorter casing so that they could make a, uh, you know, a, a, an automatic uh, version of it, right? Is that, is that kind of the, the story there? The, uh, the, the story behind 762 NATO is um, very long and complicated and rife with controversy, but basically the short version is the Americans were absolutely insistent on a cartridge that was 30 caliber and just as powerful as uh, the odd six. And so what they did was basically change the propellant to give it a little more bang for its buck. And that allowed them to shorten the case by almost exactly half an inch. Well, that's awesome. You answered so many more questions than than uh, uh, than you were required to. Fantastic job. Anybody that wants to meet Sam, come to our Second Amendment celebration dinner, which will be on August 15th. Yes, we've changed the date to August 15th. Um, and uh, you'll be able to meet Sam on his birthday. August well, will it be a, so is, he an, is he a Leo? Uh, is that where you are? What? If you're August 15th, right? I have no idea. Your birthday. <laughs> your Keltech. <laughs> ah, listen to him. Well, I'm August the 10th. I knew I liked you for a reason. <laughs> so that'll be his first uh, legal drink. Is that our Second Amendment celebration? Oh, uh, shouldn't have said that. <laughs> shouldn't have said the first time is always the best time. Thanks, buddy. You take care. Be safe. And we'll talk to you next week. All right, you guys have a good night. Stay safe out there. You got it. All right, folks, we want to thank Firearms Legal Protection, San Diego County Gun Owners, U.S. Law Shield, Cali Key, 
PRMI Mortgage, Gatsky Dillon and Balance LLP, The Gun Range San Diego, AO Sword, and Michael Schwartz, Joe Dramisi, and my very good friend, Mr. Lance Pelkey, and Brendan Thomas, the wild and wooly, the big guy, board op. Oh. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.